Welcome to Perspectives on Perseverance with Dr. Mark Ballard, President of Northeastern Baptist College in Bennington, Vermont. At NEBC, we are committed to developing the mind of a scholar, the heart of a shepherd, and the perseverance of a soldier. This podcast seeks to provide biblical, historical, and contemporary perspectives on perseverance that will help you persevere in your walk with the Lord and in your service to Him, to His people, and His creation. Today is Monday, November 25th, 2019. Join me as we consider today's example of perseverance. Dr. Ballard, I enjoyed Lion's Den last week. I hope you did too. I did, Joe. It's always great to have good questions and uh, to do my best to try to respond and answer them both biblically and practically. It's always a fun thing. But I'm also excited about today's podcast as well. Yeah, so President Ballard, last week we took a break from the typical examples of perseverance, but who are we going to be looking at today, or who are the two people we'll be looking at today for our perspective on perseverance? Actually, that's a great question, Joe, because we're not looking at two this week. We're only going to look at one, and uh, but it's a, it's a very good one, and it's uh, really going to be a great example. I, I've been thinking a lot, really, about two biblical examples and uh, really want to talk about them, but there's so much to say that what I want to do, Joe, is talk about one of them this week and the other one next week. So let me ask you a question, Joe. Have you ever thought much about Joshua and the perseverance that was required in his life? You know, I can't say that I have, but I have had many conversations about Joshua and Caleb, so I'm wondering if you're going to go that direction. Well, Caleb's the guy we're going to talk about next time. All right? Hey, oh, you're pretty figure. smart. <laughs> Figured that one out. But hey, listen, uh, Joshua is somebody who's preached on a lot, uh, both as his time as serving alongside of Moses as well as when he was leading the nation of Israel. But I think very rarely do we stop and consider the perseverance that was required in his life. And so I really kind of want to uh, focus on him a little bit today. You know, we, we first get a view of his character in Exodus 17. Uh, Amalek came against Israel, and uh, they, were, they were ready to go to war. They, they were fighting. They were going to fight. And Joshua was the one that Moses tapped and said, hey, I want you to lead these guys into battle. And that's where we really begin to uh, see him taking on responsibility, uh, really in a very difficult situation. In fact, if you remember the story, Joe, um, it was one of those things that was very clear that the odds were against him. And there was really no way from a human perspective that they had a chance. But uh, God did a a miracle. And Moses uh, stood up on a mountain watching this fight going on in the valley And the Bible tells us that every time Moses lifted his hands, as long as they were up, Joshua was winning. Uh, But when his hands would get tired and they would fall, uh, Joshua would begin to lose. And uh, so it was a a very intense and difficult battle. But in the end, uh, a couple of guys came alongside Moses, kept his hands up, and God performed miracles. And uh, they won, but it certainly required a lot of perseverance on on Joshua's part. Man, yeah, I've noticed from that story, it seems like Joshua is willing to persevere in the midst of some tough circumstances. Yeah, no doubt, he really did. And, and you know, other people noticed that. And, in fact, uh, evidently Moses noticed it because by the time we get to Exodus 24, we learned that Joshua had become uh, Moses' full-time assistant. And everything that Moses did, Joshua was right there. In fact, uh, gave him some access. Um, we find in chapter 24 that Moses went up to the mountain to get the the tablets of stone of the Ten Commandments, 
And uh, we talk about that story a lot, but many times it's missed that Joshua actually got to go with him. And uh, so Joshua begins serving from this point forward, really for the rest of Moses' life. Wherever you see Moses, you see Joshua, and he was there serving as his assistant. Um, and, and no doubt, part of it was because he had been faithful to this point, and it prepared him uh, to persevere in other ways. Yeah, I'm sure Joshua learned a lot about perseverance serving as Moses' assistant. No doubt, Joe. He learned. A, he must have learned a lot being Moses' assistant. I, you know, I've had the privilege of walking alongside some pretty great men of God, and you know what I found is I've learned as much from walking with them as I have from their teaching. And I'm sure that uh, must have been the case with Joshua as well, going with Moses everywhere he went. But you know, Joe, there is a unique passage of Scripture about, about Joshua as the assistant of Moses that really gives us some deep insight into his character and his life. Uh, in fact, I can't really fully take credit for it. It was one of my friends that pointed it out to me several years ago. And uh, I've spent a lot of time contemplating that paragraph of Scripture uh, that really uh, really teaches us a bunch about Joshua. Oh, really, President Ballard, uh, where in Scripture do we find this passage? Exodus 33, Joe. Uh, in fact, you know what? Let me just read it. I don't do that often on the podcast, but let me just read this passage to you. It says, Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the Tabernacle of Meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the Tabernacle of Meeting, which was outside the camp. And so it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose and each man stood at his tent's door and they watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass that Moses entered the tabernacle, when he entered the tabernacle, that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door and the people rose, and they worshipped each man in his own tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend, and he would return to the camp. But Joshua, his servant, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Did you notice that final phrase of that text, Joe? I did, President Ballard. That's a really interesting statement. It is. You know, evidently, serving as Moses' assistant gave Joshua even access to the tabernacle of meeting. It appears in the text that when Moses would would leave the camp and go to the tent of meeting, that Joshua was allowed to, to walk with him on that journey. The text doesn't really indicate whether he went inside the, the tent with him or if he just was able to stand outside the door. But uh, as Moses would actually interact and, as the text says, speak to the Lord face to face, which is pretty amazing. But, but notice again that, that last phrase. It says, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. What do you think that means, President Ballard? Well, I, I really can't help but wonder, Joe, what was going on? in that situation. I mean, Joshua's standing there, whether he's in the tent or outside the tent, surely he could hear what was going on and, and what, what Moses was saying, what the Lord was saying, and, and somehow he had access to that. And I wonder what he thought about it um, during those times. And I wonder why he stayed. You know, I, sometimes I, I think 
Moses Moses comes, you know, just get the picture. They, he goes, Joshua's with him. He steps into the tent of meeting. The Lord comes down. They have this conversation. Moses goes back to the camp of the children of Israel, maybe go on about his day or if God gave him specific instructions to, to reveal them to the rest of the camp. But Joshua stayed around. He just hung around. And sometimes I, I wonder, was he thinking about what he just heard? You know, was he thinking uh, and processing, just reflecting on this conversation between between God and Moses? Or maybe he didn't quite hear everything that he wished to, uh, but but he was wondering what was happening, so he was trying to figure it out. At any rate, what, whatever was going on, this statement reveals an important truth about Joshua. And here it is. Joshua had a longing to know God deeper, there's no question. Um, th- this fact would enable him to persevere in even greater difficult times that were coming his way in the rest of his life. But this gives us an insight into his life. You know, Moses' conversation with God's done, but Joshua just won't let go. Man, that's a great thought, President Ballard. And, and I've got to be honest, um, I have thought about how we as Christians desire the presence of God or should desire the presence of God multiple times as of late. Um, but have you ever been in a worship service or maybe even your own personal time with God that you were just so moved by the Spirit of God you didn't want to leave or, or the group didn't want to leave? Yeah, I, actually, I, I've had that happen a few times in my life, uh, in, in my own personal relationship more than in a public worship service. But I have been in a few worship services where that, that took place. Uh, the problem is, Joe, it's more common today that uh, people kind of get antsy about five minutes till 12 and want the service to hurry up and get over with. Uh, they, Guilty. They, yeah, <laughs> we want to get done and get out of here and and beat the Methodists to the uh, buffet or whatever it might be. Uh, but, but, but we just want to get done. Um, yet, we see something in Joshua's life that we all need. And, and there's a truth here that we need to not miss. The more we long for, and the more we spend time with, and the more we get to know our amazing God, the easier it is to persevere. And Joshua found that true in his life. Oh man, President Ballard, this is some great stuff. It's just confirming what God has been speaking to me as of late. Uh, what else can we learn, though? I mean, obviously, this is just the beginning of a lesson on perseverance. What can we learn from Joshua in regards to perseverance? Well, probably the most famous story about Joshua comes from Numbers 13 and 14. And you remember that uh, when they were on the edge of the promised land and they were about to go in, this is what God had delivered the nation of Israel for from Egypt brought them all the way to to this moment, and they decided to send in 12 spies to find out what's going on, and so Moses sent them, and Joshua was one of those spies, and as they went into the land, they all came back with a glowing report of uh, the goodness of the land. They they talked about uh, the the fruit that was there. They talked about uh, just how lush the, the certain parts of the land is, and uh, just, man, they were excited about it, but they were also overwhelmed by the challenges it was going to bring. In fact, uh, 10 of the 12 spies, uh, Joe, as you know, came back and said, listen, it is a great land, but they have walled cities. There's no way we can knock down those walls and, and, and defeat these people. Uh, they have a skilled army, uh, you know, and they, not only that, but part of the land actually had these giants in it that were, were skilled warriors that they were absolutely afraid of. 
And so they said, listen, as, as good as the land is, it's not worth it. We can't take it. Uh, there's no way we'll win this, this battle. But Joshua, um, along with Caleb, who we'll talk about in the future, but Joshua, you know, stood up and, and, and said, no, we can do this. You know, God's with us and uh, God can do this and we can trust God. And, and of course, he knew that because of the, the experience before when he was leading the army. He, he knew that God intervened against uh, overwhelming odds. And he knew it because he was the guy who hung out at the tabernacle of meeting when the service was over just to spend more time with the Lord. And so he was confident in the Lord. So he said, guys, let's go forth. He was ready to persevere. He was ready to cross the land. But, of course, Joe, as you know, um, the the crowd listened to the ten rather than the two. And um, they said, we're not going. And they begin to complain against God. They begin to complain against Moses. They said, why'd you bring us out here? We're going to die in the wilderness. Um, and, and God said, okay, you're, you're not going. Uh, but God said, uh, anybody that's 20 years old and older, uh, those of you who made that decision, uh, you're, you're all going to die in the wilderness. Uh, I'm not going to let you go into the land until you're all gone, with the exception of Joshua and Caleb, who, who trusted God, who persevered, and stood firm. So, so Joshua, can you imagine that? I mean, here he was. He was he was trusting God. He's persevering, but now because of the disobedience of others, he has to suffer with them, wandering around in the wilderness, eating manna, eating quail, and drinking raw water that God uh, provided miraculously in many in many occasions. But uh, going through that, just waiting for all these people to die, that that must have been hard. And so Joshua had to persevere in the midst of someone else's disobedience. Absolutely. You know, if I was Joshua, Joe, I might be tempted to sit around and complain and say, well, if you people would have got your act together, we wouldn't be here. But, uh, and really be influenced um, by them because of their disobedience. But Joshua, man, he spent 40 years persevering, serving the Lord, serving as Moses' faithful servant, uh, just in this very, very difficult time. So we know that Joshua had to persevere for the 40 years in the wilderness, but how did Joshua demonstrate perseverance after the 40 years in the wilderness? Because I know the last time we talked about Joseph, we talked about perseverance through his life. So how do we see perseverance through Joshua's life after the 40 years? Well, you know, he persevered through those 40 years, and, and those 40 years actually prepared him for the next thing that God had for him. So his first battles and being Moses' assistant prepared him for the 40 years. As he continued to persevere through all that, God was preparing him for something even greater. In fact, uh, when the 40 years was over, Joe, as you know, Joshua was tapped to be the next leader. Um, just think about that. It's It was one thing for him to be Moses' servant, but now... He has uh, actually got to replace the, the person that the Bible says was the humblest man on the face of the earth, this person who has led at least a million people, maybe more than that, for 40 years through the wilderness, through all the ups and downs, through all of their, their mess-ups, through their, through their good times, through their bad. And now Moses is passing off the scene, and it all falls to Joshua. He has to lead them. And he steps up to the plate. He leads them faithfully. He leads them across the Jordan, just like God had parted the Red Sea. He now parts the Jordan River, and he leads them across. Their first city is Jericho, that walled city everybody was worried about. 
And in a miraculous way, God deals with the wall. They win that victory, and it's a glorious day. But Joshua had to persevere because the very next battle was against a very small little group that they should have been able to defeat easily, the little village of Ai. But Ai won. Israel ran, and it was all because of sin that some of the people in in the Israelites had uh, got themselves into into idolatry. And that the fact of the matter is, is Joshua had to lead in defeat, not only in victory. And he led, he persevered, he dealt with the problems, and they got back online. Can I stop you right there, President yeah. Ballard? I, I, I'm noticing a theme in Joshua's life, and especially in Joshua's life of perseverance. Once again, with the defeat of AI, Joshua had to persevere in the midst of someone else's disobedience. Yeah, yeah, and you know, sometimes that's the case. Sometimes we create our own problems, and we have to deal with those, and, and that's, that's hard, but it's a whole lot harder when you're suffering because of someone else's disobedience, but you still have to persevere, you still have to lead, you still have to be the person that God has called you to be, and you only learn to do that, Joseph, if you spend that time alone with the Lord like Joshua learned to do. That's really good, President Ballard, and I think that leaves a lot for me to think about this week. I hope it leaves a lot for our listeners to think about this week. Uh, I hope we certainly have come to realize that we can persevere in the midst of our disobedience and other people's disobedience because we trust a God that is faithful. But is there a thought that you leave with us this week about perseverance? Yeah, Joe, I do have a special thought I want us to think about. Remember, Joshua remaining at that door of the tent of meeting. Listen, uh, there's something we can learn from that. Here it is. Think on this. Meditate on it this week. The more we long for, the more we spend time with, and the more we get to know our amazing God, the easier it is to persevere. Have a great week, Joe. Thanks for joining us for Perspectives on Perseverance today. If you'd like to know more about Northeastern Baptist College, please visit us on the web at nebcvt.org. No matter what today may bring, persevere and have a great day in Jesus. From the heart of the Northeast, for the hearts of the world, we will persevere as soldiers to the right or left. We will